Hola, Spanish lovers. My name is Jose R. And this is Spanish We Do, the podcast. A show about anything that can be done in Spanish. For instance, saying the letter W in four different ways. Yes, four, namely. Number one, W. Number two, W-B. Number three, B-W. Number four, Double. The official recommendation is calling it double, which is what people in Spain call the letter W. double. But as far as I know, no one calls it like that outside of Spain. In Mexico, the letter W is called W. For the rest of the countries, I'm afraid you're going to have to ask or just write the letter on the palm of your hand. Okay, this episode is part three of my conversation with the journalist Jose Baig, who has lived and worked in 10 different countries, most of them Spanish-speaking countries, but also in the US, the UK, and currently the Netherlands. And today, we have the last, the most interesting, and the most dangerous part of this conversation, because we bravely enter a risky territory, the world of stereotypes and cultural differences among Spanish-speaking countries and how those differences are perceived. Do you, dear Spanish lover, listening to this podcast, have a generalized idea of Spanish-speaking people? Well, if so, this is going to be fun. And you'll also hear about Jose Bike's project called La Cocinita de Papa. That's Little Kitchen. Uh, I didn't. I did not love it because it made me feel awful. You'll see. But you probably will love it. Let's get to it. Jose Baig, part 3. Okay, Jose Baig. We talked recently, a few minutes ago, but this is a different episode, about the differences in language between or among Spanish-speaking countries. Now I'm, I want to ask you something, which is more maybe, well, relatively, not, not personally, but more experiential, maybe. Um, my view... I feel this. We said in, in, in that conversation that there are different types of Spanish, but not so different that they could even be thought of as different languages. I don't, I don't think not even different dialects. It's a whole thing with different details and variations here and there, and everyone can understand each other. We've all been, I mean, you and I, and other many Spanish speakers, in places where you meet Some people from Mexico, someone from Argentina, someone from Spain, someone from Chile, etc. We are all together and we are just fine and have a lot of fun just talking, exchanging. And, and it's, it's, I mean, language is not an issue at all. Not even accents or anything like that. But that, I think, may fool us into believing something, uh, which is thinking that culturally we are the same. And we are the same at, in some aspects. But in many, we are not. And I think this is because something you mentioned uh, in our previous conversation, how the conquest uh, happened in everywhere, where, where people uh, from different areas of Spain came, also the influence of Italy in the south cone of, of Latin America and that kind of thing. Okay, we all have that. That influences culture as well. When I, when I, I'm going to define culture in a second as I'm using it so it, it doesn't get confused with something else. But also... There is a thing that, that it happens with language, but it happens a lot with culture. And it is that since the Spanish-speaking world 
is way more divided into a whole bunch of countries compared to the English-speaking world because you have the large US, you have the large Canada, you have the UK with its bunch of countries, and you have other places like New Zealand, etc., Australia. But Latin America is very atomized. There are very, very like different, let's call them, or just for comprehension, different tribes. And those tribes have their own culture that is reflected through media. And I think that's key in the sense that media, media outlets, are, for the most part, independent and specific to each country. And then, of course, in the 90s, we had like HBO and all of that that began broadcasting all throughout Latin America. CNN did its own thing. And, but even though we exchanged shows between the countries, media itself, as a reflection and also clearly an influencer of the culture of the country, is different for every Spanish-speaking country. So I think that makes a huge difference. And also, another point that I would like to, to introduce to start that conversation, which I'm going to let you talk because you have way more experience uh, than, than I do in that sense. You have lived in many, many, many different places, many more than I. Um, well, I was working, working at, at a news agency with uh, the guy that was directing or conducting, managing the agency in the sense of journalism was from Chile. And we were in Venezuela, a Caribbean country versus a southern country, Latin America. And I went in Chile, nonetheless. Uh, and he said, at, at some point, talking about culture, he said, I believe you guys here in the Caribbean received like the happier, uh, more energized uh, influence for, for your culture. And we in Chile got the gray part, like the more subdued. And I don't, I don't know how, how true is that. Of course, there's a difference in behavior that you could, you could pinpoint clearly. Weather has a lot of influence in that, I guess, because in the South, they got four seasons. We, around the equator, have no difference whatsoever. And I don't know. How do you feel about that? What differences do you see? Oh, and I, I was going to say how, to how I define culture. And it's a very simple way, very simple way. Cultural, not in the sense of not even folklore or, or, or I don't know, or, or artists or a painting, not that kind of thing. I'm talking about what's normal, what everyone expects as normal, see, in the sense mm. of how you behave, how you address other people, how intense you are with your behavior and your talk and the way you speak. If you, if you use more, if you use softer words or stronger word, words, that kind of thing, what's expected. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I'm um, talking about. It's yeah, it's more a, a culture in a, in a in a sort of um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but idiosyncrasy. Yeah, let me check that. Did I pronounce it well, right? Oh, I think so. I got you, but I mean, I speak yeah, Spanish, so the way of <laughs> being. Let's let's call yeah. it. Um, and yes, I don't know uh, what defines it, but yes, it is true that again you have. Certain cultures, so certain groups in the Spanish-speaking countries that are more reserved. Um, if you talk about the, especially the, the, the indigenous populations in Colombia, Peru, uh, Bolivia, uh, maybe, and, and again, maybe there's also some, some lack of understanding between, you know, the indigenous populations and the, the, the mixed 
uh, population in, in those countries. But yeah, um, there are there are things that are specific to the to the people or of of certain of certain certain country. Um, and again, it, it it does have to do with many things. The first, the mixture of of population of the components of the population. Um, Chile, as you mentioned, Chile and Argentina had a huge uh, um, European immigration. Not only the Italian and the, the Spaniards in 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 mostly in Buenos Aires, but there are also yeah. lots of people from Northern Europe in other regions of Argentina and in Paraguay. So that that helps to to define or to, and to, to to craft a certain a certain type type of um, of I don't know cultural or, 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 or national characteristics to those countries. Um, in the Caribbean, that, that we, the people say that we are loud and happy and, you know, partying all the time and all that. I think that, had to, that has to do with two things. One is the, the, the presence or, or the, the influence of the African culture for yeah. two reasons. One, because of the, 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 the African culture... Uh, has the, the the music, the dance, and all that, but also I guess it has to do the once that the 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 the, the liberation of the slaves happened, um, there were there were reasons to celebrate that, <laughs> yeah, um, and to express their 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 happiness and their freedom in in different ways. So yeah, sometimes you cannot define a, a, a person's uh, as, as, as I mentioned in the in the in the last episode maybe you cannot define a person's nationality by its accent but you can certainly define the place where in uh, the in the country where they were born because of the 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 loud the loudness yeah of their <laughs> of their yeah. speech right it's like why have okay you are from some coastal area there's uh, there's actually this theory that supposedly people from coastal areas speak louder because of the the sound of the sea so yeah. they have to raise their voices to right. to make themselves heard well, okay so uh, that sounds possible let's say let's say yes uh, yeah i don't think that i think that, it's more uh, more because of 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 the insensitive people uh, on the beach playing loud music but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but either way yeah, that's fine um, so i would i would ask you for example and maybe you can recall experiences uh, compared to to the one i'm going to say i uh, i came to spain 11 years ago even though i was raised in a family from spain from galicia in particular uh mm. something surprised me of the way of Let's call it the default behavior in, in Spain, okay? It's like the default behavior everywhere else. Uh, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just different. It's just the default thing, okay? Yeah. It's how intense Spanish people, I mean, from Spain, are with their speech. I find them very intense, but not in the sense that very intense, happy party. No, it's just an intensity that comes from, I don't know, from your bone marrow, so it comes from there and it may shock you at times or it may shock you on until it becomes maybe not your default as a behavior, but your default as what happens in the street. So I, I find them very intense in terms of the words they choose. Sometimes very, it may 
seem aggressive if yeah. you're not used to them. And also in the intensity of the speech. Uh, some here in Spain, some people do know it. Of course, it takes, uh, it takes just going abroad, living in other places, uh, having a connection with other different people in that sense for you to recognize something like that. Which again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just pointing differences. And one lady from, from Valencia, south, relatively south of Spain, told me, but there's one thing, you Latin Americans, and of course she was lumping us into one big yeah. category, are softening us in that sense. Which I don't know if it's true, but it left clear uh, how she sees those differences. Which again, doesn't have to do with the intensity of the speech. I mean, not volume, but like the emotional charge that's behind it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, hello, how are you? That's very Latin American. Oh, yes, come Please. here, come here, my friend. <laughs> But they would be, come here, pal, sit down right now. And they're being loving. So yeah. that, that's a difference I had to get used to. Um, yes, I, and uh, what surprises me about Spain, which is very similar to what happened to I mean, people listening to this that, that uh, have been to, to, to Italy or have even watched an, an Italian movie, is that... As you mentioned, the the the, the emphasis, the the, the 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 passion they put in an, into an argument, and then nothing happens. It's yeah. like if we had an argument like that in Latin America, it would be like, you, you know, you would lose your your inheritance, or you your That's father right. would kick you out of your house or something. But then in, in Spain, they argue like that, and then they just sip another another. Uh, uh, beer or whatever. <laughs> That's right. And, not, and life, nothing happened life because actually on. nothing yeah. happened. It's just, just yeah. the another yeah, day yeah, at the yeah, office. Yeah. The regular thing. And it, it always surprised me and, and I just laugh about that when you when you go to Spain and sit on a bar, the the waiter, the, especially if you're used to waiters in, in, in the US, for instance, or in, even in Latin America, um, In Spain, you sit on a bar and the waiter comes and says, Capongo. It's like, what, what's going to be? Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, hello. That's right. You get and it. I, you got the same yeah. thing. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. And at the yeah. same time, um, whenever I, I, I taught a radio in a, in, a, in a journalism master's course in Barcelona for many years. And one of my students was telling me that what we do in Latin America, all this, please, hello, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes in in Spain is is um, interpreted as trying to trick you into something or trying to convince yeah, yeah. you of something that you're not supposed to do or whatever. Yeah, you're being and overly diplomatic or something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, 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 it sounds it, it odd, and, and it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it struck me, but but because it's it, it's that's the way it is. Um, I lived in Mexico for a while. And in Mexico, you know, the, 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 the long thing, they refer to their own house as, as your house because it's, it's considered rude to say, let's go to my house. You're supposed to say, let's go to your house, which is mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but say, that made no sense, but all right. I'll go with say, it. Let's say my house, it's considered rude. You're supposed to say your house. You're supposed, you're supposed to offer the other person your house as if it was theirs. Uh, that's like, okay, you, you need to get used to it. 
And I was living in, in Bolivia recently, and the same thing is, it's, everything has to do, has to be very careful, and you have to say please a hundred times, and, you know, don't Would raise you your voice. Would you say please more than in Venezuela, for example? Uh, it's different, because in, in Bolivia, say, I'd say it's more formal. Yeah. And in, in, in terms that you say please, in Venezuela, you would use other expressions. You, tell, you try to have some rapport with the person you're buying a coffee from or the person who's selling you shoes. And would, would it be, I, I, maybe, I, maybe, I don't know if this question, this question is, is in goodwill, but just so no one misinterprets it. Uh, would it have to do with, with the type of relation that is expected in that sense? For example, that in Venezuela, since we chose that, You're saying please from people that would be would out automatically considered that are out of the same social level, but maybe in Bolivia, it, it is said like you maybe you are kind of superior to me in a way. Am I making a wrong interpretation there? Which uh, of course doesn't say anything about the present. It it just all comes from history. But yeah. but how would you say it? How would you well, see it? I mean. We, we, we all saw the, I don't know if we all saw it, but uh, that, that's something that, that I think it's shown quite clearly in the, in the movie uh, Roma by Alfonso Cuaron, um, which has to do also with, with the profound social difference that there are in, in those countries. So obviously, and I noticed that in some of the countries I've lived in, in, in Latin America, I don't want to name any countries to not create any, any diplomatic incidents. Um, oh, please do. <laughs> but <laughs> let's make let's make this, sh this show fun. But yes, you yeah. see that people, um, especially in a in a in an office context, people from from lower levels are very sweet and very you know willing to help to people above them. Yeah. But then then they treat really people they, they treat people below them like really really badly and and with no consideration at all. Uh, but they still say, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Killing me softly. Uh, I, I was reading right. an, 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 an this, uh, another, another example, and in this case, I have to mention the country. Um, I was reading this article in, in Colombia and saying that in Colombia, they were so educated that even when, when, um, when um, a hitman was going to kill you, He would tell, "Usted se muere." <laughs> He will treat you with respect. <laughs> yeah, you are respectfully going to die. Lo, señor, lo voy a matar. Excuse me, sir. I have to kill you. Um, That's right. That was a. That, that, yeah, uh, but it's not. I'm not asking. It's not asking for permission. I'm just being. Yeah, polite. it's not. Asking, but, it's but he's treating you with respect. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but again, the, I think that there, there are many differences, and it has to do with with social, as you mentioned, with, with social levels. Um, but also with, with, with styles of, of, of um, relating to, to each other in, in those countries and, and the, the type of, I don't know, yeah, I guess, again, cool yeah, culture but, yeah. that... Yeah, I guess, well, I don't know, maybe what was social levels in the past or conqueror and, 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 and yeah. inhabitant just transfers culturally without that reality remaining true at the present, but... We don't know, but that's the interesting exactly. part of the discussion. Yeah. So to wrap these two things up, in terms of language, you will be understood everywhere with the Spanish. Well, if people are willing, because if we 
want to make it dark, anyone from uh, uses very localized words and pronunciation and accent, and it could be kind of dark. So, but with goodwill and not extremely goodwill. Yes, I don't know standard level goodwill. Everyone uh, will be able to to understand each other. So you should not over localize unless that's exactly what you're shooting for. And what I mentioned before, the the Academy Awards, the Oscars founded in a, in a complicated way when they named, which is a subject we did not touch on, but we could do it in the, in the future. Uh, but in English, it's been currently, it seems, I don't know if how pervasive, if it is everywhere understood, but when they refer to Castilian Spanish, they're talking about the type of Spanish spoken in Spain. But that has to me two serious issues. Number one, uh, if the person you're talking to is a Spanish speaker from the south of Latin America and is not aware that you call that Castilian Spanish, they're going to think it's their type of Spanish because in Argentina they speak Castilian, or at yeah. least that's how they would call it, Castellano. <laughs> and I, I've seen it happen at least once. But the other thing is that if you come to Spain and refer to Spanish as Castilian or Castellano, you may enter in a political discussion you are not expecting. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I know it's the common word and it's fine uh, as long as people understand it, but I would not have chosen that way of uh, defining the Spanish spoken in Spain. And what I said about yeah. the Academy Awards, they had the word, the, the song from Frozen, let it go, let it go. Yeah. Uh, translated into, of course, different languages, and they had singers from there. So the singer from Latin America, who I don't remember who it was, maybe from Mexico, I'm not sure. I'm sorry if it's not. And they put below, like in the uh, on the on the lower third thing on the screen, Spanish, the, just like that, just Spanish. And when the person from Spain, which they did a different version of the song for Spain, sang, what they put there was Castilian, and it became. A national joke in Spain. They yeah. made all uh, kinds of jokes about it, and and it's funny because what, what they defined uh, as um, Spanish is spoken by four hundred million people, and what they define as Castilian is spoken by fifty million people. So, <laughs> and, yeah. and as we have mentioned several times in this episode and the previous one, um, you are understood. It doesn't. What's the problem with it? the person? I mean, we've been listening to, to listening to Julio Iglesias and Camilo Sesto and that's and right. Those are famous Paloma singers from, Basilio, from Spain. That's all, right. All Spanish singers in Latin America for many years, and they're admired and followed. And there are there are superstars in that. Some of them are even superstars thanks to Latin America because yes. they were not very popular in Spain. Yes. But my my suggestion to to solve this problem has been for many years. Maybe we can we can start a, a campaign from from your podcast. My suggestion is call it our language in Spanish, nuestro idioma. So if you say nuestro idioma, you don't enter in the political debate. You're saying it in Spanish, which is won't be confused with other Romance language or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. Why don't we call it nuestro idioma and we just drop Spanish and Castilian, we throw it in the in the in the history trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. 
okay. let's get it going okay jose just to 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 finish up if you have a few more minutes i want to touch on a very interesting subject which again now this time i know absolutely nothing about because i'm a very bad cook i know how to prepare two things coffee and and i must say an excellent chicken soup that, that's all that's about it and you will you yourself not only have the interest but you have la cocinita de papa which yes how how would you translate that would you care to translate that for us in english i i could but that, i'd rather you do it i i'd say that's little kitchen that not daddy how how would you oh, say it that is no that 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 that's that, little, daddy kitchen? little kitchen it's a little, yeah. little Daddy little kitchen sounds like too too tiny, <laughs> way too tiny. Oh, but you mean it's um, not small? You you use the diminutive, yeah, so I thought your kitchen is, was very it, tiny. It is, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very small kitchen. All right. Well, this is this is a project we 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 have been working on for the over the past uh, almost ten years. Yeah. Um. So the basic idea is was to to share with the with, with the people, um, the reality of our house, which was that. I, as as the father, was yep. in charge of cooking, which is something that doesn't happen very. Oh, I, I, fortunately, it's, it's it's more common nowadays. Well, it happened in my, in my family too, you know. But I excellent. It, it did excellent. not. It did not <laughs> trickle down to me. Sorry. Um, but again, the idea was to was to share with the world that, and and the 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 purpose of of this project is basically to motivate people. To cook as a family, because teaching your kids how to cook teaches them many other things. It teaches them uh, teamwork. It teaches them organization. It teaches them budgeting. Teaches them nutrition, uh, geography, history, languages. Oh, many I, many you things. Know, I didn't even know there was a whole philosophical approach to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. No, I like it even more. <laughs> I just yeah, like it because of you and your family, but now I have a, a more intellectual reason to like it. Yeah, 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 and and it just happens. I mean, if you if you make a, a a risotto, you have like right there in that very humble rice with stock, the perfect excuse to talk to your to your kids about you know Italy, the Italian language, the history, why rice became so popular uh, in in Europe. Despite not being a, a European cereal, and there are many things that you can, many conversations you can have with your kids around uh, um, the, uh, the simplest of of uh, recipes. They 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 could also, I mean, practice math because they have to weight, measure, oh, yeah. um, chop things. Uh, you can, I mean, if you give a kid a grab this tomato and, and cut it in in quarters. That they're practicing something they probably learn or or, or will learn uh, at school, uh, physics, uh, chemistry. There are many things that happen uh, that happen in the kitchen. Um, You're trying to make me feel sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make me feel sorry for not well, being able to. That's the whole cook. idea. I, it's, it's working. It's not, I, Damn, I don't it's working. You, I, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make you feel sorry, but I just want you to. Uh, Next time, uh, you, 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 I want you to commit that the next time you make your delicious uh, chicken soup, you do it with your kids. And you give them tasks uh, at, at, their, at their level or, or appropriate for their age or whatever. And then you cook together and cook the recipe and have a good time in the kitchen. And, and 
besides all the beautiful things that I mentioned that you can learn in the kitchen, you could also have a nice family time instead of, you know, every member of the family spending time in their electronic device and watching senseless rubbish in, uh, on Netflix or whatever. Uh, not just to know, just not to be left out of the conversation on Twitter. You can have a nice family time by cooking the um, humble, but I'm sure pretty delicious chicken soup. I think um, you could even even learn Spanish. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Absolutely, because <laughs> actually well, that's 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 one of the if, if people are listening to this show because they're they have. Some interest in Spanish and they want to learn Spanish or whatever. One of the funniest way to learn a language is through cooking. That's how Julia Child learned French. She didn't know much French when she went to study at the at the um, Cordon Bleu in in Paris um, back in the day. Um, but then she learned French because because of her love of cooking. You have been heard, my friend. You have been heard. <laughs> I feel wrong. <laughs> Now, how how people can reach you or reach La Cocinita de Papa? Is it Spanish or is it also English or the languages? Uh, it's in Spanish, although if you watch our videos, especially the videos from the past five years, you will hear some English words because it's there. They were produced when we were living in the U.S. Yeah. So and now in English is like the, the lingua franca in, in our house. Hi, Spanish lover. Sorry to interrupt for a second. This is Jose R. I'm going to step in. Did, did I say Jose R? R. I'm going to step in for a second here before you listen to the last two minutes of this interview, because context is necessary for what comes next. In part one of our conversation, that was two episodes ago, Jose Baig, my guest today also, said that his first experience learning English as a child was Horrible, because he had an English teacher called Mary, who was very harsh with the kids. So keep this in mind, an adult being very harsh to kids when speaking English. Got it? Okay, these are the last two minutes of the conversation. And now in English is like the, the lingua franca in, in our house is like, We, we try to speak Spanish mo most of the time, but when we need something to be very, very clear, we, we, we use English. It's like, listen to me, oh. uh, bad word, uh, expletive. <laughs> I want you oh to my do this God. and this and that. You have turned yeah. into your own English teacher from your childhood. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I became Miss Mary. <laughs> you have. Oh, my God. Now I don't feel so bad. I think we feel equally bad now. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, um, yeah, it's, it became natural to them. It, it happened to us. We had several friends in the U.S. and, in, and in, in, in the U.K. When they have one child, it's easier to keep the family bilingual. When they have more than one child, then the local language becomes the siblings language. Um, so in that case, it's harder to keep, to keep the family bilingual. Well, that's another inter interesting subject to touch upon. Okay, how do we yeah. find La Cocinita de Papa? Where yeah. is it? It's lacocinitadepapa.com. Uh, it's that simple. 
Um, I'll include it in the description, of course, if so you yeah. don't have to spell it or you have and to write all, it down if you we're don't. We're also speak on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have our own YouTube channel, but it's, uh, it hasn't been updated for a while now, but it, there are uh, like 60 videos there that, that you yeah. can watch. And again, it's not Haute Cuisine, it's not uh, Gordon Ramsay or, or Jamie Oliver, it's just simple recipes that you can make with your family and your kids and have everybody in the kitchen and enjoy and type, a nice type of recipes from all over the place or any connection to any particular everybody uh, i mean every, everywhere um, spain um the us some venezuelan um family tradition because uh, again some of the, some of our recipes are from our grandmothers or our aunts or things that we had when we were kids so it's it's about keeping the 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 tradition alive and having a good time as a family. Thank you, man. Jose Bike, extraordinarily insightful in in many areas, uh, and I think I definitely appreciate you more uh, now than when. <laughs> well, I did appreciate you with Factor Economico, but I think you did better. You did better here, I think. <laughs> You did better here. Well, on, the, on the other hand, you did not make me feel bad when I was listening to Factor Economico. But anyway, uh, different centuries, so it's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. Talk soon, man. Bye. And that was part three. That's it. Over. Thanks so much to Jose Baig. Remember to check out La Cocinita de Papa for family cooking tips. If you want to know how to write that, you'll find it in the description of the episode. Uh, well, cooking tips and philosophy. You'll find it. And I'll see you next time in a new episode of Spanish We Do. Whenever you want to get in touch with my team or with me, you'll find us at SpanishWeDo.com or SpanishWeDo on Twitter. I'm Jose R. And hasta la próxima.